where we're going to begin. First Samuel chapter number 16. As the Lord had given me this when he was, as he spoke of New Year's, and I began to ponder on that word, and I began to ask the Lord about uh, the purpose of the song. And he gave me six things I'm, I'm going to list. The six things. But I'm also going to share with you today the one that he, he wants to start from the beginning. Um, those six things and the reasons and the purposes of stories. And, and the first one is, is that the cleaning process, a cleansing process when you're going through a storm. That's the purpose. That's why the storm comes. There has to be a cleansing process. Secondly, there's a call for companionship and intimacy. Thirdly, there's a, 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 a being conformed to the likeness of God. That's why storms come. Fourthly, is because there's comfort. In storms, there's, there's comfort because when you come out of that storm, you'll be able to comfort someone else as well as receiving the comfort of the Lord. And the fifth one is there's a conviction. Conviction comes in, in the storm. And the last thing that happens in the storm after conviction uh, is change. And change is part of what we're going to be speaking about today. And I wrote this note about that ending process and then where God told me to go. That's why we ended up in first Samuel. It says the intensity of the storm and the length of it is determined by our can anybody fill in the blank? Let me get some more. Let me get some more. Anybody get any other thoughts? See, the intensity of a storm and the length of it is determined by our what? Action. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's in the ballpark. Get the ballpark. It is determined how long we stay in that storm, how long, how, uh, how uh, intensified it is. It is determined by our rebellion. So if we're rebellious against what God is saying, we're going to be in the right man. And then it also says this. However, the depth or the depth of the storm determines our brokenness. And from our brokenness, it is equal to the degree of the usefulness that God sees in us to perform his purpose. In other words, how low you go determines how high you're going to go. Can you you catch that? The lower that you go, the higher God will prepare you. Amen? So now it takes us to 1 Samuel chapter number 16. So I said, okay, God, why do you want me to go to the end of the storm calling change? He said, I want you to look at the life of David. Okay, God, look at the life of David. And the, the, the thought and the thing that we want to carry away today is the making of a king. The making of a king. We all know that we are kings and priests. We all know that. But there is a process, there's some things that we have to go through or get to in order to sit on that throne. And that's why he said we need to begin with the life of David. Now, chapter 16, verse number 1. It says, and the Lord said unto Samuel, seeing how long would thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him 
from reading over Israel. It says, fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Now, there's, there's three words we need to look at uh, in, in the realm of the spirit. And, and God brought this to my spirit this morning. He said, when you look at that word Samuel, don't think about the prophet. Think about Samuel being symbolic of your mind. Saul is symbolic of your flesh. David is symbolic of your spirit. Keep that in, in mind. Now, God has made a determination in verse number one. Remember now that the, the, the title of the message is The Making of the People. So this is what happens the first time. Let's look at verse number three. It says, verse number three says, And call Jesse, there's instructions, uh, to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. He's speaking to Samuel. He does speak to our mind. And then he goes on to say, And, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. There's not, God does not reveal to, to the Samuel or even to the mind who it will be that's for that anointing and in the spirit of God. Now, look at, we're going to move around in, in Samuel a few times. Let's look at verse number 7. Let's look at it. Chapter number 16, 1 Samuel. Verse number 7. Verse 7 says, For the Lord said unto Samuel, this is when there's a renewing of the mind, let look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord says not as man said, for man looketh on the what? The outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. See, God says, some of you don't even think that, that, that you are where God has called you to be, that you are that king. He says, what's happened is that oftentimes, because of the voices that we hear, the things that the enemy brings, we demote ourselves. And we don't allow ourselves to be the king who God has called for us to be. And he says, and some of you think, well, because of my background, because where I come from, because I don't have the right education, well, I can't be on where God wants me to be on that throne. But God wants us to see that we are what he says that we are. We just got to believe what the Lord says, okay? Now, let's look at verse number 11. Verse number 11, we're in the same chapter. Verse number 11. Because here we talk about some of the with the anointing that takes place and, and kingship in David's life. Now, verse number 11 says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, uh, Hear all thy children. And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. Sheep are designed to go forward. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for he will not sit down till he come fitter. See, sometimes God will have us on the backside doing something, something else, but we're in a place of servitude. He's there with the sheep. That means he's, he's taking care of the sheep. In other words, he's taking care of you having somebody else, but, and you're having the father's sheep. So God says, God can't sit down until everybody's present, because God knows who he wants to choose. God, God, God is like this. Um, there's a scripture that talks about uh, he doesn't choose that many that are noble or uh, uh, those that are wise, but he chooses the, the base of men. In other words, he chooses those that are at a low place because those are the 
they come up, then they will give God the glory. Amen. Amen. It won't be about their intellect. It won't be about their gifts. It won't be about anything except God. It's God that has done that thing. So they sentence for David. Sentence for David. Okay. Now let's look at verse number. Let's look at the description. Verse number twelve. Twelve says, and he sent and he brought him in. Now he was ruddy with all of beautiful countenance. In other words, what does it look? And good to look on. And the Lord says, look at this. Arise and do what? Anoint him. For this is he. Now when you look at the other, uh, other brothers, and many of you already know the story, I mean, God kept refusing me because he said that one had great countenance, and one was great beauty. But God said, no, no. That thing that just don't quite look right is what God can anoint. He, he, he gives him instructions, rise and anoint him. Uh, remember now, we are at the beginning of the making of a king. The first thing God does, he anoints us. There's an anointing that takes place when before he allows us to go to that place where he wants us to go. Okay? There's an anointing that takes place. Then Samuel, verse 13, and Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his what? Of his brethren. So God will always make sure that when you already know, you are anointed, that he anoints you, he does it in the midst of people. Amen? And then it says, and the Spirit, this is most important, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David when from that day forward. That anointing is there. When, when God calls you into a position, when God places you, he anoints you for the job. He anoints you for the journey. The Spirit is there in order for you to go forward. The Spirit is there. Then Samuel is about to say, so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now watch what happens whenever the enemy sees God has anointed you. Make it personal. You've got to look at yourself. Because then you're understanding which way you're going and why you're on the journey that you're on. Look at verse number 14, and we're still in chapter number 16. All right, verse 14 says, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and what kind of spirit was on him? An evil spirit from who? The Lord. The Lord troubling him. An evil spirit from the Lord. Now you would think that evil spirit would come from the devil, don't you? But that evil spirit came from the Lord. And verse number 15 says, And, and Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubled thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man, and it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. You know what? Music is very important. Music soothes the spirit. It has a soothing effect. Okay? Now, verse 17 says, and Saul said unto his servant, Provide me now a man that can play, what kind of way? Well. well. Huh. And bring him to me. Verse 18. And we all know this. It says, Then answered one old servant. Always remember, no matter what you are or what you're doing, there's always going to be somebody watching. Watch this. It says, Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have what? Seen a son of Jesse that is cunning and plain and a mighty, bound man 
and cruder than matters and understanding, great understanding, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Always remember this, no matter where you are, somebody sees your gifting that the Lord has placed upon your life. And also, you come, it comes with a reputation. Because remember now, it talks about how the serve when, when, when Saul asked for someone to reveal to him or find somebody that could claim cunning <coughs> and could really play the truth that evil spirit that he had on the inside, immediately there was somebody that gave an answer. So that means they were observing and his reputation preceded him. Amen. Yeah, I always remember in the process of making the king, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, Somebody knows about your gifting, and someone knows about your character, because they're watching That They knew who he was. They knew that he wasn't connected at the table with his other brother, but he was out there watching the father's sheep. In other words, he was there among the best. Amen. 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 But this is also in the making of a king. Do you not know sometimes as a making of a king, you got to be you know, in the mess? Sheep. And we're all a sheep. Sometimes we're shepherds when we have sheep that we minister to. But unto God, we're all a sheep. And sheep are supposed to go forward. Amen? Now, look at what has happened to you. Remember that there's gifting, uh, there's your reputation. And the enemy always knows when God has anointed you. Remember that? There's the anointing. Now, Watch what happens when he's called. Verse number 19. It says, Wherefore, Saul sent messengers and suggested, and said, Send me David, thy son, which is where? He's with the sheep. Now listen. He just got anointed to be king. Did he immediately go to the throne ship? No. Where did he go? He went back to doing servitude with the sheep. Yeah. You see, a lot of a lot of times when God positions or He or He calls us to go to a higher place, sometimes we forget we got to go back and serve at the place where we were. We immediately want to go to the high place. Can't do that because remember now the making of a king. That's the process. So what has to happen? He had to go back and keep on doing that little menial job that he had tending those sheep, walking in that mess. But it, but it was the making of him. Mm-hmm. We don't quite understand everything that happens in our life, but God knows and God understands. Okay, now, oh, thank you, Holy Now, well, let us look at verse number 21. Same chapter, verse 21. 21 says, And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his what? It's all about it. Two things happen here. He gets promoted. He's, he's moved from where he was with the sheep. Doing supper to He gets promoted in, in the king's palace. But what is he doing? Servitude. In the making of the king, you still got servant. Even though you may be in a, a, a higher position, whatever, wherever God destined you to be, God says you still have to serve because it's the making of the king. Making. Making. Making of the king. All right, let's see. 
But God allows him, because of the faith that he had in his God, to slay the giant. He, he makes us a warrior. He gives us power. And the power is in the faith in our God. Amen? Yeah. The faith in our God. So the next place in this making of a king, remember now, you've been anointed, you've been promoted, but you're still in servitude. Now, you've been placed in battle as a warrior. Here at chapter number 18, verse number 4, something else happens in the making of who you are. Amen? Chapter 18, verse number 4. Verse 4 says, And Jonathan, Jonathan is Saul's son, okay? And today I'm staying low. I'm not going higher in the spirit. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garment, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. What is that verse saying? The next process is a transference of power. He gives you companionship, but what he does, there comes a transference of power. Remember, he talks about being stripped, the one that's connected to being stripped. He takes, see, Jonathan's supposed to be the next in line to be king. But what happens is, because of the making of the king, what God says now is that there's some transference of some power. So understand now, wherever you are in the process, one of the so-called four things has to happen. There's got to be a transference. See, in other words, you, after a while, somebody is going to, go on to begin to serve you, and you're going to be knitted together with people that, that agree or understand the anointing that the Lord has placed on your life. Now, everybody here has a gift. Yeah, God has gifted everyone that's present. God has called everyone here to be in a said place. So, for God says you got to understand where you are in the process. See, you don't always go back to where you were at the beginning with the sheep in the mess. You don't always go back to the place where you get anointed. But but God is a continual flow, a continual process in what's happening in your life. You just have to understand where you are in the making of a king. Amen? You have to understand where you are. Now, whenever, whenever that transfers of power, Whenever you begin to know and understand the power of God that works within you, here's the next thing that happens. Here's the next thing that happens. Let's read verse number 5 in chapter number 18. Amen? Amen. Can, can you walk with me? I guess I need to ask you that. Can you walk with me and understand where I'm going? Amen? Because you, you, you've got to understand where you're going. If you don't understand it, you, you'll miss it. Because you'll miss out what Christ says where you are. Now look at verse number 5. We're almost done. Verse number 5. In chapter number 18, verse 5 says, And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and, and behaved himself, what? Right. Even though he had been promoted. Yes. He had still had to know how to conduct himself. Mm-hmm. Because you've been anointed as a king, don't mean you rise up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you don't begin to act in a rebellious state. Because you've been anointed and been gifted and been promoted. They behave themselves wisely. Behave themselves wisely. Mm-hmm. And, Saul, and Saul sent him over. Uh oh. He got a little position now. And Saul sent him over the men of war. The men of war. 
that know how to go to battle. Hmm. And he was, what's the next word? <laughs> you know, acceptance is dangerous in a hand of a fool. Yeah, but 
your life. To make sure you do not reach your destiny. Are we in the house? Amen. Yes. Now see, God is speaking to us beyond where we are. He's anointed us for where we're going. And we have to understand the process and understand what's going on on the journey. But we have to believe that and know that God is going to be with us every step of the way on the journey. He may not show you the road of what's going to be on that road. But one thing we can be assured of is that He will be with us every step of the way. Amen? Now, let's look at um, verse number 20. Verse number 20. Well, let me read that. Let me see about that job. You know, you be men in world. Just out of the Verse 10. Let's go 10. 10 says, And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied in the midst of the house, and David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin. In other words, he got a knife. He got a knife. And Saul's hands. The devil's always got something he's going to keep coming after you. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. In other words, the devil won't feed you to the wall. He won't take you out. Why? Because he knows where your destiny is. Yeah. See, we just don't know where our destiny is. But the devil knows where our destiny is. And, and, and Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it, and David avoided out of his presence. How many times? You, you can get around with them in some few times. But remember, you will always come back. Huh. Verse number 12, it says, And Saul was afraid. You see that? And Saul was afraid of David. Do you not understand that the devil is afraid of you? Well, I, I need to ask that to this side. But don't take everybody else. Do you understand that the devil is afraid of you? Do y'all understand that the devil is afraid of you? Do y'all understand that the devil is afraid of you? He's afraid of the anointing, the gift, and the power God has placed on inside you. He's afraid of you. Why do you think he does what he does? You are afraid of his kingdom. He was afraid. But look at the latter part of the prayer. It says, because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. Why was he afraid? Because the Lord was with him. He was afraid. See, see, Satan is afraid of you because he knows when God is with you or not. He knows. Don't, 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 don't think that the enemy does not know when God is with you, when you're operating at your top knot. He's afraid. He is, he's afraid. All right. Now, let's look at verse number 13. Verse 13. Are we all close to being done? Verse 13 says, Therefore Saul removed, removed him from him. Therefore Saul removed him from him and made him made him his captain over the house. He must still have that song in his hand. He made him captain over a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. The next thing in the process of that making of a king is that will come in demotion. Okay. Can you understand who you are in process? Remember that. Before, David was, he was all better in the king's palace. Even though he was going in and out of war, and when he comes back, he goes back to the same place. This time, he has removed him from where he was. So, in the process, there's a demotion. But understand 
of the making of the king. It's still king now. See, this is the process of being made. Now, that king, king, I'm not actually his king, you see it. Sometimes you just have to get down and get down. I don't even say that word. You have to get, get comfortable. I always say something. I don't think I need to use that word. Amen. 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 That's what we're going to use. Amen. Because that will hold some of y'all up. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But something has to happen in your life in order to understand where you are on, on, the, on that journey that God has for you. Now, it gets the most, okay? He gets the most. <coughs> Amen. Okay. Yes, the moment. Verse 15 says, Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself, how? Very, he's talking about David. Very wisely, he was afraid of him. In other words, he saw that when it happened, he didn't move. What David did, he continued to behave himself, how? Wisely. Even though he knew that the enemy was trying to kill him, he said, You got still, you got still in his to behave yourself in a, in a godly way. You still, have, you still have to do that. Now, here comes, let's look at verse number 17. 17 is going to deal with the clock. Okay? 17 is going to deal with the clock. The clock. Verse 17, chapter 18. Still the same chapter, verse 17. And Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter, which means my mother, her will I deal thee to what? Now, that word that means uh, increase. First order name means <coughs> only be thou bound for me and fight the Lord's battle. For Saul said, Let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. In other words, uh, the enemy said, I, 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 the way you think I'm gonna come after you, I'm not gonna use that method. I'm gonna use another method. I'm gonna, I want you to die by another hand, so so it can appear that you, that that I'm clean. Okay. But he says, this is the plot. It's the plot. He's still trying to kill you as a king. He's still trying to kill you because he knows the process has not been terminated. So now he says, I, 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 I got hit. I got hit. He has, he says, the first thing he wants to do is take your increase. Remember that there was a promise that that first daughter, her name means increase. So the enemy did not give his first daughter, which means he didn't give the increase. So the enemy wants to take your increase. Now, look at verse number, uh, uh, verse number 20. 20 says, And Michelle, Saul's daughter, uh, loved them, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. So you, got, you always got somebody that's going to reveal the, the, the plot of the enemy. Now, Michelle's name means who is like God. So you will always find somebody that has a, a, a godly character that's going to be there and let you know what the devil's trying to do. But the thing is, you listen. And understand, understand, you're still in that process of being a making of the king. Now, verse number 21. 21 says this. And Saul said, I will give him her, watch this, that she may be a woman. Set up. A snare is a snare. Remember that's a clock. And that's a set And Saul said, I will give him her that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the war of the triumph. In other words, the enemy will have a setup, but what he doesn't know is that, that the one that, that he wants to use is the one like us. That's walking in holiness and righteousness. 
Okay. Now let's flip over to chapter number one. I know we we still in first Samuel. Chapter nineteen. I'm sorry. Chapter number nineteen. <coughs> uh, verse number one. Maybe of a king. Verse one. And Saul spake to Jonathan the son and to all his servants that they should do what? So it is plain. What does the devil want to do in your life because of your, when your destiny is over? He wants to kill you. If, 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 if it kills you, you cannot be a threat to the kingdom of God. He destroys your character. You can't be uh, a threat to the kingdom of God. So he wants to kill you. Look at verse number 10. Verse number 10. Verse 10 says, And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall. Once again, it comes to Samuel. With the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall, and they fled and escaped that night. In other words, in this process, there is constant danger from the enemy. Constant danger from the enemy. Constant danger from the enemy. First Samuel chapter number 21. We're moving quick. First Samuel chapter number 21. Are we there? Verse number 1. It says, then, then came David to Nob, to Amalisha priest, and was afraid at the meeting of David. Amalisha was afraid at the meeting of David. And he said to him, Why art thou what? Alone. In chapter 21, verse 7. He asked him a question. Why art thou alone and no man with thee? God says, There will be seasons on this journey in the making of a king. Well, you're going to be walking in the valley by yourself. Alone. Here's the last one. Let's go to verse number 13. Same chapter, 21. Sometimes you just have to act like crazy. Amen. Sometimes you just act like you're crazy. First thing is chapter number 21. Because see, the enemy is really in constant danger, right? Let me read verse 10 and then we can. 10 says, and, and David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul, and he went to Ashish, the king of Gath. And the servant said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not say one to another of him in dances? Saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David is ten thousand. Do you not know no matter where you go, your reputation will follow you? Yeah. It wasn't the bad that followed. It was the good. It was the fact that they began to say, Is this not the same one where they was cheering on, hugging my house? Saul had killed a thousand, and David had killed ten thousand. So no matter where you go, somebody's going to know it. what God has done in your life and through your life. Verse 12 says, and David laid up these words. Where? Well, you've got to remember what God has done in your life. Mm-hmm. While you're on this journey in the making of the king, and you're going through all these different scenarios in your life, you've got to remember what God has done in your life. Because once he heard what the people had said, because they had recited what someone else said, it says, and David laid up these words in his heart. That's why the word of God tells us we need to guard our heart. Mm-hmm. And he was and was so afraid. Look at verse 13. Watch what happens sometimes. You can't do it. 